You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> He's hit at time. It's Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. some i guess literal dirty laundry <laughs> chris Orr, so you hear his laugh right there it stinks in the everlight solar studio it is a uh, distinct smell in here damn hot. no it's not hot it's a stink it's damn stinky <laughs> robin it's williams hot. i don't know what's going on Got what happened 20. in here ryan warshawn behind the glass uh, I believe the Badgers died in there, possibly. I don't know. It might be the smell of a dead animal. Sure smells like uh. it, but I'm just saying, I don't know who. Who was all in the social media media? Uh, I mean, about half the office. Well, uh, someone mm. in this office needs to change their clothes or something. <laughs> or Change their clothes? Here's more likely what happened, and maybe this is you prime time. Somebody hey. was, was dusting crops in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody was in your fart. Why yeah. do you look directly at me? You're known for that, same with Alex Stroh. So I'm guessing it's either you or Alex Stroh, crop duster. You guys could be farmers for how much uh, crop dusting you do. (laughs) You're a crop duster? We're just Hawkeyes, man. We're just big farm people, big corn boys. What can we say? (laughs) I got no defense. I'm just saying, we are in a, like, close space, you know? And it uh, stinks in here. Tim and Oregon chimes in. Jim, you and your nose. I confirmed nah, it's, it's it with stinks. Chris. It's I stinks. confirmed it with Chris Orr. It He's not lying. It, it stinks, stinks in here. It stinks. There's a little twang in here. Yeah. Twang. Yeah. I mean, can we have? Do we have candles? <laughs> can we light a candle here in the Everlight Solar I Studio? That's against fire code. Oh, yeah. Some <laughs> essential oils. Essential oils. Oh, uh, let me call Aaron Rodgers. He might have some. <laughs> God, stink. Just bad. Bad. Whoever did that. It is. We are in a common space. At least open the door, yeah. turn on the fan or something, because now Chris and I got to ride this out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is appropriate because that game against Iowa, Chris Orr, mm. stunk. It was bad. And um, we'll open up the phone lines, 844-770-3776. Obviously, no Packer game last weekend, and the Badgers were awful. It's not necessarily an overreaction Monday. We have Chris Orr on the show all week. We're going to have Tark Sala. On today to take Chris's spot as our regular Badger-related guest. And we have Jason Wilde on. And uh, Jason obviously invested in the the Badgers as an alum. So it'll be a lot of Badger talk today. But, Chris, you were the honorary captain. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'll say this. The defense outside of one play, and it was a big play, I thought played pretty well. Yeah, I mean, Iowa obviously not a juggernaut offensively. Mm -hmm. But the Badgers were there. They got caught. 
uh, and just missed tackle, and that was that. But otherwise, they held Iowa in check, yeah. especially considering how inept that offense was. But uh, I'll start with you. What in the hell happened at Camp Randall against Iowa? We got dominated. Uh, the score doesn't really show it, but we got dominated. I don't know if any of you out there remember me coming on and talking about that if you love the minute details of football, you'll love Wisconsin versus Iowa no matter the year because field, posi- field position becomes important. Uh, still in a possession might become important in that game, meaning going forward on fourth and actually converting. Uh, you know, flipping a 14-point swing, you know, by having a – Defensive touchdown off of a turnover or scoring on special teams, something as little as that is going Speaking to tip of, that game. I was punter for yeah, the love of God. Uh, Tory Taylor, he won the game. Phenomenal game. I mean, he, phenomenal. You probably say he's the reason they got that safety. Yeah, phenomenal I, I mean, there was it was, uh, and I'm going to forget the the defensive lineman for the Badgers who I thought had an interception that I think most of the stadium thought. Was it Johnson? I believe uh, it was Rodas. James Thompson. Thompson. Or was it James? Thompson or no, Rodas I thought, it, I thought I it was Johnson, All right. the lineman. Yeah, because the ball's in the air. I thought it came down with remember. it. And that was a huge play because mm-hmm. when I, ha- I was in the press box and I, I thought they had the pick and I was like, well, this is massive. One, because I thought they had great field position. Yeah. They could just kick the field goal. Yep. And no matter what, they're right back, take yep. the lead and yep. be in a good spot. And then I remembered the punter. And that punter then basically put the Badgers, I feel like, within their own tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that was such a massive mm-hmm. switch in momentum, yep. Chris. That like I know you talked about every little bit, and I'll let you get back to it. But mm-hmm. good God, the punter Taylor. It's not like the Badgers punter was bad, and the Badgers no. kicker like mm-hmm. he knocked down fifty-two yarders. Yeah, so like yeah. special teams was there from Wisconsin, sure. probably one of the better parts. But yeah, that punter Taylor. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he did something that we call flip the field. You yep. know. Um, that's that's something that you want to get out of each offensive possession if you can't get points. You want to flip the field enough to where once we punt this ball, we'll down them inside of the 20, inside the 10, 15, whatever. Our defense gets a quick three and out. We'll get the ball back on our own 40, 35-ish. You know, push the envelope a little further, and it's almost like you're just inching closer and closer to the end zone until eventually you get a possession where it's like, oh, man, we're, we get one first down, we're in field goal territory, or if we get seven yards on field goal territory. So little stuff like that is what, what comes to life in that in that Iowa game. But I also thought we just got dominated at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they bust one long run, but at the same time, they they ran the ball at will. There was we never. It felt like we never got to a point where it's like okay, it's third and two, third and one, whatever the case is, and we stuff them completely. And if it, and we it didn't feel like we were converting on those instances as as well. I, I would love to I would love to just see you know Braylon get the ball out of the pistol, even if you don't want to get under center. And then there's at Braylon least once. Hard to figure out. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're hurt, you're hurt. But mm-hmm. it seems like every game, mm-hmm. all year, there's always been something with yeah. Braylon. And they, there's not depth there. And they mm-hmm. know that. They have three running backs coming in. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing against Jackson Aker or uh, Bordellini or right. whoever else is uh, coming through there. But I'm just saying that uh, Nate White, I don't think they're going to play him, mm-hmm. a true freshman. I would yeah. imagine by now they would have sure. played him. Yeah. And so you're, you're really down – to uh, running backs you weren't normally going to count on in this situation. Mm-hmm. So part of this is shining a light on, and I I don't like to do this with college kids, but like, they need more, either the talent doesn't match the scheme yet, mm-hmm. which is probably a little bit of that, but also the talent and depth at certain positions isn't where it needs to be. I think running back is one of those. Because mm-hmm. they had two guys who were really good, top 
I would say in the Big Ten, a top pair of running backs. But mm-hmm. then after that, it was a big drop-off, and we're seeing that. Mm-hmm. And we saw Braylon had, what, 21 carries against Rutgers. The next game, he's in and out of the game injured. So mm-hmm. can he carry the ball 25? Get, right. Can he get 30 carries a game? Be counted on for multiple games in a row. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen that out of Braylon for his career. And I'm not sure we need to see that, but, right. I mean, that's not a knock on him. That's hard in college, but mm-hmm. – you need it right now. Now, yeah. Dave from Deerfield chimes in, or excuse me, Daryl Deerfield chimes in. If you're going to hype something up, talking about this Badger football mm-hmm. team, you got to deliver on that hype. For this sure. is the case of under delivering. Mm-hmm. A lot of smoke, very little fire. And there's a fine line here. I don't know how much the actual coaching staff was hyping up. It was mm-hmm. Badger social media, us. Like, we're all excited. Right. I don't think, I don't remember a lot from the coaches. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Being like, we're going to go out and take the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. They've been quiet, but. You know, players were excited. Right. Fans were excited. Mm-hmm. Social media for the Badgers were excited. So there is kind of these. Luke Fickle wasn't out there prime time, right, like, right, you know, right, right. pointing out how great he is. So like, right. let's not conflate the two. Right, right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he he definitely spoke with a lot of confidence. Yes. You know, he definitely put it out there that we should be expecting a, a pretty good season from this Wisconsin football team. He said that he's trying to win right now. I just, I just more so. My critique is that even without the talent. So to speak, if we should see some type of uh, flipping in this offense for sure. Um, I just think that we have a lot of tendencies and things that we do that we don't necessarily work on or try to move away from. Uh, we we don't help. We don't do a lot of things to help out our quarterbacks. We don't do a lot of things to help out our receivers. Like something, just getting them touches at some yes. point. At some point, you just got to hurry up and get this get this guy a touch. Find a way to get the ball in your most explosive guy's hand. I think that. You know, we speak about this roster. You know, we were speaking about this roster even before the season. On paper, this was the talent was there. Yeah. You, know, you replace the talent in places where you feel like, oh, we needed to replace them. Like people used to critique our receivers room, you know, quarterback room. You always thought the running backs were fine. The O line was fine. Defense has been doing what it, what it was doing for the last few years here. We don't see that as a drop off. Plus, that, that's where a lot of our returning starters were coming from. So I think that at some point we got to just see, you know, in our play calls, something where we just – we need a spark. This is something we can go to. Let's get it to our guy. I don't know if we've identified that guy or if a way to just get guys' touches. And I that's definitely – again, sitting up in the press box, mm-hmm. I, I, how far yeah. they throw the ball mm-hmm. basically side to side on the yeah. field. Not horizontal. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming not vertical. They're throwing mm-hmm. the ball horizontal, and it is not. No. It is not. It's too far. And yeah. I was having this conversation. Uh, Derek the Badger Outsider was up in the press box with me, and we were debating Tanner's arm a little bit. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, the guy looks like he's got to just sling it mm-hmm. to get it out to the corner. And you want a guy that can put it on a row. I mean, that ball's mm-hmm. got to get out there with some zip. Yeah, And sure. it's not like he's got a weak arm. But yeah, yeah. unless you have some mm-hmm. real oomph behind it, that ball, it takes forever to get out there. Mm-hmm. And then, look, there's small things here, and I don't know how you fix it, but the center, and I pointed out week one, and now like mm-hmm. it seems like national, like nationally people are catching on to it, mm-hmm. and like Badger fans are coming in. It's like knuckleballs back there, and I don't know what's wrong with Renfro, mm-hmm. but like it is almost like a changeup coming back there. Right. So and it does. It's not the end of the world. It's not the only problem. Right. But it's another thing that messes with timing. Right. And if you, but this is yep. where you get back to coaches adjusting. Mm-hmm. If the center is getting the ball to the quarterback. Late uh, and so everything starts later. Mm-hmm. Well, then throwing the ball all the way, ac- you know, sideways across the field That's doesn't be work worse. because yep. now everything's on it. So yep. 
you have to kind of adjust with what's going on. Robin Madison chimes in. Braylon's no NFL running back. I don't know if I agree with that, but Braylon's definitely his NFL stock. I think he's taking a hit this year. Yeah, and I don't know. If that means Braylon's going to be back here next year, Braylon might want to go somewhere next mm-hmm. year, different from Wisconsin, but it might not be to the pros. It's, it's, it's the same thought of you don't – well, I, I don't think that this coaching staff would do this, but Derrick Henry wouldn't be as vital as he is on the Eagles. He, he wouldn't be going horizontal before he gets vertical. He's not the same threat. Yep. When you have him getting a nine-yard head of steam before he even hits the line of scrimmage – it's almost like, man, if he if he breaks the line of scrimmage, he's up on our safeties in a in a heartbeat. He's yep. a two hundred and forty pound running back with some with some great speed. You're so big that your lateral quickness isn't gonna isn't gonna be amazing. Um so like I think I think that's what it is. I think he needs to get I think we need some type of downhill run game. I'll say it for for years I've been saying it, even when we played Minnesota, like yeah. when I was here. It was out of the gun, but it was a downhill run game. They could lean on you. Yep. Leaning, having the ability to lean on people and move the ball efficiently. You want to get three yards. You know you can get them on the ground. That's vital in the Big Ten. And, and I agree. Lacking. So I don't want to make this about Braylon. Yeah. Uh, because they were using them at times, and I guess I always thought this offense would look a little bit more in the end like Ohio State's offense. They run out of the shotgun. Uh, but they can power run it. Yes. And the Badgers have shown the ability to power run it. To mm-hmm. me, it's more of they get out of actually wanting to run it. Yeah. Lock through the ball 30 times, yeah. Chris Orr. Yeah. He didn't play a whole game. Yeah. And I, I understand, I think, eight of those were on the last possession, mm-hmm. and you're trying to come. So 22 is still not. Yeah, that's a, a lot. Yeah, that's still a lot out there. When, when your starting quarterback goes down, usually that's when you say, we're about to lean on the run. We're yeah. about to lean on the run. I'm sure I will, you know, was calling plays specifically to try to <laughs> take a, uh, take that away. You know, they did play a lot of, yeah. you know, single high safety, putting the extra safety in the box or whatever. But at the same time, man, you got to – this is what we've always, like, faced, you know, being in the Big Ten for years. No matter what offensive scheme you run, yeah, Ohio State runs the ball out of the gun. Even Michigan does it as well sometimes. Yep. So it can be done. It's not that it, it can't be done, but – I just don't know if we we're doing the right stuff schematically to help these guys out because there there has to be a happy medium. You have to you have to meet them in the, in the middle a little bit. Like if <laughs> it's the same thought that it's when we first moved from a four three to a three four, and you have some of those defensive ends that you're like, okay, this guy can play some outside linebacker, but he's more truly a DN. We're gonna put him in the boundary all the time. And you know, I remember watching them just as I was getting recruited. They would actually flip, and we stopped flipping when I was here because we had basically the same guy on each side. So little stuff like that, little stuff like that. You have to meet the players in the middle. I think that's the that's what you do. That's the tell of a good coach where it's like I'm taking over. I'm making a big change. I need to help these guys out in some way and meet them in the middle. And I hate to say it like this, and I'm not giving the defense like a free pass. I know you're a defensive guy, and we'll talk about it more. But right now the defense is not the problem. No. I mean, mm. the defense – like, so – I guess to take a point of being excited, like Fickle's a defensive guy, mm-hmm. and Trestle is his defensive guy that he brought from Cincinnati. Like right. this defense looks like they're getting better with each mm-hmm. game because they're learning where to go, where sure. the fits are. Yep. Yes, they missed a tackle. Yes, every player isn't perfect, mm-hmm. but um, I think as talent fills in there, you're going to feel or talent that matches the you know even more. Mm-hmm. That's only going to get better. For sure. And also as they get healthier too, mm-hmm. there's still some guys missing that I think would help. So. Like the defense to me is tracking the right way. Offensively, 
And for me, it's more of stop outthinking yourself. Yeah. Like the run is working, mm-hmm. keep on running it. It mm-hmm. is the most annoying thing as a fan. Mm-hmm. You're watching a game. Like, can you stop it once? Yeah. Like, I get it, but like, let them stop the run a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of going three and out or going ten straight plays, passing the ball mm-hmm. and going three and out every time, basically. How about one time you just go three and out running the football? Yeah. Like, just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that is frustrating. And I get it. Look, Braylon Allen had a massive fumble that the Badgers are very lucky to catch the break for, yes. and they screwed it up in the next play. So nothing is working, and that's not the coach's fault. That's mm-hmm. Braylon's got to hold on to the football. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of things out there. But uh, Dave from Deerfield, a couple of messages chiming in. I'm going to throw out an Iron Jack poll question. The last really good Badger team played Oregon in the Rose Bowl. It was Gary Anderson's last recruiting class. It was four years or so ago when Chris was recruiting staff, left for Michigan State, and then that was kind of the end of it. And that was definitely a beginning of an issue at Wisconsin because it wasn't the people that left that there was kind of like a two-person recruiting staff. Mm-hmm. And then that went, I think, in the athletic and other places that it wasn't necessarily backfilled the right way. Mm-hmm. And that kind of did start things the wrong way. I am not saying that this Badger program is like moving backwards. I just think we had outsourced expectations. Yeah. And I still think, and this is what I want to get to, uh, where uh, what are our new expectations for this team? Then you have uh, Robin Madison thinks that Locke has a better arm and footwork than, than Tanner. That could be. Tanner has experience. Mm-hmm. I like I like what I saw out of Locke at the spring game. Mm-hmm. He looked really good. I, I think he can be a good quarterback in the Big Ten. It's not great. You have to throw him on the road. His first start, luckily there's a lot of beatable opponents. Right. I mean, everyone left outside of Ohio State looks a lot more like Rutgers and Purdue. Yeah, than, than sure. Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think for what sure. we saw is that the Badgers are not going to luck themselves to the Big Ten title. Mm-hmm. I do think they can win the rest of the game. So that's mm-hmm. our question Eight four, outside of Ohio State. 844-770-3776. Our first Iron Jock poll question, and this is what I want you to chime in on. After the loss to Iowa, and with Mordecai out indefinitely, how do you redefine success for the Badgers this season? 844-770-3776. We've got a couple options up. At ESPN Madison, Iron Jack poll questions. Ten wins, uh, including the bowl game. And that's not that's not crazy because no, not crazy. depends who you play in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Then is it just be better than last year? Like have more wins than last year? Mm-hmm. Or is it just the tough, like, or you, I guess you could look at it as a tough guy or maybe you didn't have outsourced expectations. Like you're not adjusting your expectations. Mm-hmm. If you thought this team could win eight games and yeah, that would I'm, be an improvement, then this yeah. is actually a step in normal direction. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't think I'm adjusting my expectations. I think I expected at least like <clears throat> like a nine win season, nine eight eight to nine. I would be, you know, like thoroughly impressed with ten, uh, just because there is a fire that you get, you know, when you hire a new coach to come in, and being a fiery coach like Coach Fickle is, there is a fire that that you definitely need to match as a player and. And, and fuel that can push you past some of these opponents. And at the same time, just on paper, on paper, there's a lot of teams, especially on the West, that it's like you, you should have, you should beat them even if you feel like you had obsolete coaching. Like you, you're a better program than them. You're you're a couple years ahead of them. You should beat this team without a doubt. I, I think that sometimes rivalry games, you can kind of. Those can get a little weird because rivalry games, man, they, they mean so much that on paper doesn't matter. You know, on paper doesn't matter when you're playing a rival. So I kind of exclude those. But, yeah, like 
there's certain teams you should beat, which is I think that was the reason why I was so high on uh, Purdue when we played them. I thought they were going to be the team that gave us more fear because I'm like, man, they got a new coaching staff as well. Like mm-hmm. we could be coming off of a big time win. This is gonna this is gonna make sense for a time that if we get caught sleeping on a team that you feel like oh in the past that we steadily beat and they got a new fire with their new energy coming in. This is where you can drop one, but yeah, I, I think the expectation doesn't need to change. You should be able to win. You should be able to win these games now with the the new look Wisconsin looking basically the same old way. You should be able to win these games. You know, just running the ball, dominating the line of scrimmage, stopping the run. This is this is the time where that that comes to life again. Even if you're not doing it under center, you can do it out of the gun. And even if you're not doing it out of three four, you can do it out three three five. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Uh, we will continue Badger Talk on the other side. Listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. The workplace has changed a lot thanks to technology. And more. And with Mordecai out indefinitely, how do you redefine success for the Badgers moving forward this season? 15% of you say 10 wins, including the bowl. 5% of you say not changing expectations. And 80% of you so far say just exceed last year. 844-770-3776. It was a tough game to watch. And Chris, you were on the sideline. How was that? Or you were obviously down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was just down there for yeah, yeah. You know, pregame in the first quarter. And I mean, it had the the energy was there. I mean, mm-hmm. it, at least it felt like it. it. Felt like the energy was there. Um, all the guys have been in the program long enough now to know what's what's at stake in this Iowa game. You know that this is one of the games that you know all of the all of your old teammates are going to be watching. You know, this is the game that kind of everybody unites around this, you know, Minnesota. So the energy was there. Uh, yeah, we just we just literally lost in every phase of the game. Every aspect of the game, we lost. And I think that this just kind of showed that there's a little more there's a little more to it than just what we've been seeing. You know, cuz they were they were in a position where they were without their starting quarterback and they leaned on the run game. And let's not forget the quarterback in there, Deacon Hill, former yeah, Badger. Deacon. Yep. He uh, he obviously happy. He didn't. I don't mean this in a mean way. Didn't do much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't do much. But they they knew as a team, like we're not going to ask him to do much. They they under they clearly understand that. All right. Yeah, we thought we were going to get a little extra help from our offense this year with our yeah. transfer quarterback coming in, and they looked good for the first couple of weeks, and now he gets injured. Now we have our backup quarterback in here. Our offense already struggled last year without uh, our new addition at quarterback, so we're not expecting that much more. We, we, we can expect something closer to last year than this year. That means that on defense we're going to have to step up our play. We're going to have to try to create turnovers. Uh, special teams is going to have to become a big factor. They they just understood that this is the ultimate team sport and that you can't 
that's no excuse. You can't have that be your Achilles heel. You need to find a way to win these games. Even if they don't look glamorous or amazing, there's a way to win, without a doubt. And uh, just so you know, um, out there, news came in that uh, Miles Burkett is the backup for this game. Miles, uh, Wisconsin kid. But Fickle did say that there's competition and Evers is closing in on maybe being that backup at some point. Mm-hmm. Evers, we saw him in a spring game. Ton of like physical talent. Mm-hmm. To, he's a guy that, if you think Tanner Mordecai can pull the ball down and yeah, run, for sure. Evers for can sure. do that too. Yeah, Evers' fly. whole issue was, and, and the coaching staff, which I'm fine with, kind of held his feet to the fire pretty regularly of like, gotta know the playbook. Yeah. Like, you have all yeah. the physical ability in the world, mm-hmm. gotta know the playbook or you're not gonna play. So yeah. if he can get caught up, he could be someone. Mm-hmm. That was the first guy Badger fans were excited yep. about landing there. So, 844 770 3776. We are asking you. Have your expectations changed for the Wisconsin Badger football program with Tanner Mordecai out for you know an indefinite period of time, and uh, with their loss to Iowa? And if they have changed, what have they changed to? Right now, most of you say that the team, as long as they do what they you know better record than last year, where they got seven wins. So if this team wins eight or nine wins and they win the bowl game, it's a step in the right direction. The Adam and Madison chimes in after seeing the talent Fick brought in slash recruited. I think we can still win the Big Ten. Coaches just have to be a bit better uh, with the play call to establish rhythm early and often. 844-770-3776. You can chime in on this. Have your expectations changed for the Badger program uh, for this season? I will say this, Chris, and I don't mean to be like, it's not, not like negative, but and I'm not saying it's joking, but maybe now that they're onto their backup quarterback, maybe they run it more. Yeah, maybe you 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 have to. No, that's that's what you have to do. I, I just more so want some. Uh, my my critique now, I guess, is you need some. You need to implement more Braylon Allen and Jackson Acker uh, favored runs. You know, get those guys going downhill. They're both physical backs. Yes, they have athleticism. Yes, they can move. But a lot of stuff that we do, you can do the same thing out of the pistol. You know, and it'll just give. It'll just help your running back a little more. It'll cater more to what they do best, who they are, get those guys rolling forward and you can you can march down the field without a doubt, even though you're doing it out of the out of the gun. But yeah, in the in the air raid offense you wanna look like the you know, like the three man weave drill in basketball. That's kinda how you want to move down the field. Like, okay, everybody's getting their touches, we're getting the ball to our guys in different ways, they're quick. Whatever, and then you hit them over the top, or whatever, as you throw your alley oop. I don't know. Yeah. Try to make it, try, try to tie that back, but um, and yeah, we we definitely don't do that. We we need to find a way. I think we have the talent. I don't think that. I think the excuse of until he until this new staff gets their their guys in. I don't I don't like that notion. I don't like that narrative at all because. We're full of new guys. Well, again, if you want to say this offense can be better once they get the new guys in, fine. But you have to deal with what you have on your team. Yeah, yeah, that and, too. and so like that's that what I look at it. That, that too. Fine. If they, yeah. If they, if you mm-hmm. think they're going to be better, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to fight you on that. Yep. But I am going to point out that the Badgers threw the ball. This game was 15 to six, yeah. and Iowa got yeah. eight of their 15 in the fourth quarter. The game did not need to see 50 no. combined passes. Mm-mm. The Badgers passed the ball more than Iowa ran the football. Yeah. Iowa threw the football 14 times. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin threw the ball 50 times. Mm. They uh, only gained 28 more yards than Iowa did total on the ground. Mm. And Braylon Allen carried the ball 18 times. 
which a few more carries for him is good. I understand he was hurt, but mm-hmm. Jackson uh, Aker should have gotten the ball more. Yeah. What, did, what did he hurt? Uh, it was an upper body, so he was out. He went to the locker room for a minute, so Braylon was missed some time in that game. They didn't really say what, but upper, upper body, body injury, he was out of the game for a little bit, went to the locker room, came back in. But 18 carries for him and then three, so 21 carries total for your running backs. Yeah. Like That's not okay, that's and not okay. they have to know it's okay. Again, Iowa, they ran the ball 48 times for 200 yards. I'm actually fine with that again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying, oh, it doesn't count, but they had one awful play, the Badgers mm-hmm. defense, 82 yards. Otherwise, now you're looking at a team that is running for less than you know, 100, less than 150 yards mm-hmm. and a running back less than 100 yards. So yeah. the, the defense could have helped more by being perfect, mm-hmm. but the defense allowing 15 points – and holding Iowa to 200 yards rushing on 48 yards, and one of those was basically one play had almost half yeah. those yards, the defense was not the problem. Yeah. Throwing the ball 50 times was the problem. We're going to talk with uh, Tark Sala. Chris, who I think is going to be agreeing with you on 50 times, is I hope he does. too damn much to throw the football. You can go be a winner. You can go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. Over 11, or nearly $11 million in jackpots last month alone at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. No reason to wait. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. All-time leader in sacks in UW history, Tark Sala. Coming up next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN. Brought to you by Ho-Chunk Gaming Medicine. Give me something. To think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champions. He knows what it takes to win. This game will tell us a lot about our Badgers. They beat us in every phase of the game this afternoon. It's pretty obvious. I'm going to give them a lot of credit. That was the worst football I have ever seen since Barry Alvarez was Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. A Rose Bowl Champs Bowl champion, the all-time leader in sack at the University of Wisconsin, is Tarek Sawa. <laughs> Badger football guests on ESPN Madison are brought to you by Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Tark Sala, I'm going to let you and Chris Orr uh, basically talk you know, defensive football uh, in a minute. But the defense was not the problem, Tark, in my mind, against Iowa. They had one play that obviously didn't go well. But the rest of that game, the defense, I thought, did more than enough to win because they gave up 15 points, but realistically... They they really gave up seven, yeah. and, and the offense just had to do a little bit. But Tark, that was a really tough loss for the Badgers. What were your initial reactions? Yeah, I don't feel like jumping around too much. Uh, it, it was uh, it was a really difficult difficult game to watch. I it, it it's a it's a bad loss. You know what I mean? Uh, you, I had someone call me and say that Illinois. This is worse than the Illinois game last year. And I think it was last year, right, where Paul was yeah. let yeah. go. That yeah. first um, it was in that in that theme, right? You're playing a rival. You're playing against uh, you know a team you know is going to come to play, and we we don't 
show up specifically on offense. I I struggle with our offensive line. You know, this offensive line, you go down the each position, and I believe there's at least two or three NFL guys, and we we can't run the ball. We can't can't win on short yardage. It's yeah. it's really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. We were, I was just talking about. I was just telling everybody that something that will never change in the Big Ten and, you know, the offenses have looked different for years now. You know, we've seen other spread offenses, other offenses that, you know, major out of the shotgun. But one thing that they always had, they, 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 could, they could win the line of scrimmage. You know, if they won the line of scrimmage, and you had a pretty good chance of winning the game. I don't know if the issue is necessarily our O-line play, as in them specifically, or is it that, we didn't marry our offensive run game and our offensive scheme from the last uh, offense to the one that we have now. You know, them being so drastic, I feel like there needs to be some type of middle ground where these guys can actually tee off like they could before, you know, running all those gap schemes and getting downhill. Stuff like that, you know, just to get us going a little bit and having Braylon actually dot the eye or getting a pistol, you know, if you don't want to do that, just so he can get downhill, which is something that favored the guys that we currently have on yeah. roster. So I, I think that's that is an excellent point, and I, I think there's a lot of excuses here, right? And I mm-hmm. say that, but it's legitimate, right? You just you got new players, you got new system, new coaches. It's going to take time for that to, to get going. But I felt like this this was a big boy game. That defense mm-hmm. is legit, yeah. And they they came and smashed us in the mouth. We weren't ready, and like, oh my god, you know the 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 tempo and the the toughness and the aggressiveness, we just weren't there. I mean, I, I think the only game playing against Washington State kind of duplicated that on the ends, you know, defensive ends. But I don't think up front, you know, in the heart of that defensive line, they just got got after us and we just weren't – we were ready. So that, that's, a, that's disappointing to me. But I still think all those other factors – of of a new a new system and and all that you got to have that patience for it but mm-hmm. I know I know fans don't but it, there is going to be a transition there that that creates a learning curve. Tark, we were looking at some of the uh, box scores of the previous games, and I guess I was heartening the idea that uh, basically every other game the Badgers have played, they've run the ball around forty times a game. So it seems like Phil Longo knows like you got to run the football, and I don't know if we just need to chalk this one up to like the game just got away from them yeah. because passing the ball fifty times against Iowa when they were having some success, only twenty one carries combined for the running backs, eighteen to Braylon Allen, and then three uh, to Aker. I mean. I'm sure maybe you've been a part of that in the NFL or with the Badgers where sometimes the game plan just gets away. And the coach, offensive coach is just like, you know what? I screwed up. I know I should have run it more. Mm-hmm. Running the ball 21 times with our backs is not good enough. And with a new quarterback, hopefully that's enough to just remind this team that maybe someday we'll get there being a team that can spread it out. But when you got a guy that um, can run the ball like Braylon Allen and Akers showed some things too, you just got to do more of that. Yeah, I mean, that. I- I agree. You got you got to pound the rock, especially when you nobody's getting open. Nobody, nobody's getting open. So I, you know, at some point you got to make that commitment, and you got to have that mentality. And that I don't know if the the that mentality is not there. That, that the offensive line maybe is not as aggressive as they need to be, and potentially that's going back to Braylon and 
sometimes Braylon looks great. Sometimes he looks like I don't know what. But you you gotta you gotta hammer the rock, man. And that, that's that's what we need to do today. And I think this offense. I think Coach Longo would tell you like, hey, they they are traditionally balanced. Last year in North Carolina, I think they they had a thousand plays from scrimmage, and it was almost half and half. So, but it, I don't know. I don't know why our offensive line is not playing at, a, at the level they should be. And Braylon's his production should be double of what he has. But yeah. Yeah. I, it, 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 you're not lying. You're not lying. The, the mentality doesn't, at least it doesn't appear to be there on the offensive line. Uh, I don't know if them kicking, kicking so many times throughout the game isn't helping them, but that's no excuse. You know, they, they, they understand what goes into winning in the Big Ten, what it requires, uh, what's expected of you, especially in the game versus Iowa. But at the same time, yeah, Braylon's, Braylon's talent is talent that, um, you know, we, we all acknowledge. And some people even thought that this scheme would be so much better for him and almost make it easy. His talent is supposed to make up for some some of where we're lacking. You know, his talent should be in a yeah. position. At least that that's where it was at before the season. It's in a position where, hey man, we're just gonna turn around and just keep giving you the ball, and we know that eventually you're gonna give us one of those 85 yard, you know, touchdown runs that we got so accustomed to seeing from you. But you don't you don't yeah. get those if you don't have everybody in the box. If this wasn't a reminder to these guys who were who are NFL prospects on that offense, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just don't get to roll your helmet out there, then then, then we're in trouble. But I, I, I hope this is a wake-up call that, you know, we go to Illinois, they're going to come to play. They're going to play mm-hmm. great defense. They've yep. got a, you know, the, the, you know, Bielma knows how to get the team ready. They've got talent, and we better just come ready to play and be like, hey, I hope this is like, whoa, 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 I didn't. I didn't know what we were in for. Shame on us. But we're never going to let this happen again. Iowa, Iowa is a pretty much a very average team, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to lose maybe twice more. We got a chance to still win the West. Yep. If this was a, if this was an outlier, right? If this was just we weren't ready to play. Our chin straps weren't buckled, yep. and we just thought we were going to roll our helmet out there like we did against maybe Purdue. Because they were a little softer, or maybe they played great against Purdue. I don't know. I don't know how well, how good or bad Purdue is necessarily. But whatever we did, we we did on Saturday, whether we weren't ready or we were just soft, can't happen. Yeah, can't happen again. And we got we got to tighten the chin strap, get after Illinois, mash them in the mouth, just like we always do. You know, and that's what what a Badger team. I don't care if it's air raid or whatever. We got to be physical. You gotta control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And they didn't do that in the last game. Talking with Tark, Sala, all time leader in Sacks, UW history, uh, on Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. Jim Rutledge, Chris Orr with you. Tark, the defense though, I thought and we didn't get a chance to talk about it much. Like I think it's starting to come around. I would say I cannot say it's about the offense that it is better now than when the season started. I do think the defense for the Badgers is better now than when the season started which is one of those things that Coach Fickle talked about. He wanted the team to be better uh, in certain areas or all together by this time than they were in week one. Now, offensively, they are not better than they were. Yeah, but defensively, I think they are moving in the right direction. These players are reacting more and thinking less. And yes, they screwed up the, the tackle on the Iowa player, but otherwise, 
Uh, and Iowa's not an offensive juggernaut, but they've had some good string of defensive plays. What's your thought on defense? Well, I do think they're getting better. I think they know as a unit they need to play with everything they got. I mean, they, they, they are not – they don't have the talent the offense has, which allows them to be, like, on guard, right? You're, you're ready to go every weekend because it's a, it's a collective effort. Uh, we don't have one player – that just crushes it. But we got a bunch of guys who, if they're willing to play together, could be good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty special. If you have that mentality, you could be good. Now, the Iowa, Iowa Deacon Kill is, is, is these struggles, right? They just struggle with an offense, so that's nice. But still, but still having said that, they did get better. They're going to continue to get better. They're getting, I, I think, Coach Tressel can understand his guys. And understand where they best fit and how they how they play the the dynamic defense, just like Jimmy Leonard had. So, at, you know, on the surface, they seem to be moving along and getting better. So, we look forward to that to continue. We just got our other offense to match that effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tark, uh, how are you feeling about this uh, game coming up against Bielema? Because we're talking about maybe readjust expectations with the Badgers now down to their. Redshirt freshman quarterback out there, and he's going to have to learn. Uh, I think most fans on, on our poll question have kind of settled in of like, just do better than last year. You had seven wins last year, so get eight or nine wins, including the bowl game. And I think ideally, you take down Illinois, you take down Minnesota, end up with eight or nine wins, including a bowl. You're going to feel pretty good about the year. I, I yeah, I think that'd be great. I just think we just got to get mean. We got to be mean. Yeah. We got we got to get our offensive line to play like they're capable of. And if they play like they're capable of, we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Now, we got to get open, and we got to get – I think the uh, the quarterback that's stepping in, he's going to have a little more confidence this week. I think mean, he, he had happy feet. And with a week of practice, knowing he's a starter, I think I think he'll be okay. We just we just need to get mean. And we got we, we just don't get to roll our helmet out there. And, and uh, if that's what it was, or – I don't know. Or we were just soft. Like, are we soft? What What's going on? We just got to. These guys have the cap. You know the capability. You can name names on there. Who has those NFL grades? So they have the ability. We just need to go out and get physical and do what we're capable of. Tark, uh, you and Chris need to get together and talk Man, to this team because you guys, Chris, push. is getting ready uh, to get out there and hit someone too. Thanks for uh, <laughs> hopping on and joining us. Yeah. Hey. And Chris, great job as captain out there. I know I appreciate all of them there, but uh, I, I like to see you out there and representing and uh, holding the linebackers uh, accountable. And did a good job there with our linebackers, so we're good. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, thanks, Tark. I, I, right, think, uh, I think I think right. uh, I'll speak for Tark on this. I think Chris, you could have played on those teams that Tark and Derek played on. Yeah, yeah. They would have, they would have welcomed in you into those. In our next yes, uh, they would have welcomed you in there. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton <laughs> presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Oh yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around.
Still clown with the underground when we come around. Around and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their check cause oh they sweat a brother majorly and i don't know why your girl keeps paging me she tell me that she needs me cries when she leaves me and every time she sees me she squeeze me ladies take it easy ain't to sound sleazy but tease me out of Roger and hamilton returns hey, yo, i want to go a tupac run slash I felt like a really short. I think Warshams messing with us, Chris. Sorry, I felt like yeah. a really short break. I swear that was a three and a half minute break. I am not. I'm not messing with you guys. Why would I do that? No I way. don't know because we called you a stinky earlier. Yeah, I already <laughs> tried. I only gassed out the studio once. All right. Sure. I, I swear. There's no reason I wouldn't want you guys to be in there, be out of there longer than you should be at this point. I don't <laughs> want to subject anyone to this. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Now, to be Ooh. fair, primetime Warsham did bring a shot, uh, a uh, a fan into the uh, the Everlight Solar Studio here. Did you eat some bad? Um, not today. Maybe, I mean, it was more, uh, it was more recovering from the weekend, recovering mm. from trying to, you know, wash my sorrows after the Badgers, mm. if I'm being honest. Saturday night was a rough one. Mm. I got I mean, there's no two ways about it. Saturday was rough. I had to order some wings. I had to try Ooh. to, like, really, like, really try to, like, reset maybe a few too many Coors Lights. Probably could have mm. stopped at six. I don't know. <laughs> I got an eight-pack of wings and a six-pack of Coors. I mean, it's... It, it's I mean, that's a night. Do. Oh, but yeah, it was not a night. It you might need to reset with, like, a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could. Reset uh, yeah. the gut there. Yeah. Uh, the wings got your stomach in there bubbling. The Nashville Hots was a, was a bold choice, oh. uh, I think. Oh. <laughs> so it's hot. That means it's hot. Oh, hot. Oh, twang hot. Uh, 844-770-3776. We are asking you about the Badger football program. Are you redefining your expectations for the football program after losing Mordecai for an indefinite amount of time and the loss to Iowa, thirty percent of you say you still want you want ten wins in a bowl, which I think was a pretty not pie in the sky, but a stronger thought for this team. Mm-hmm. And then sixty one percent of you say, "Hey, just exceed last season." So that was seven and six. You get eight nine wins. It's a step in the right direction. Um, I, I walked the line on this, Chris, because I don't know how. I mean, the coaches. You want your coaches to be confident. Mm-hmm. But again, the co- Luke Fickle was not Deion Sanders. He was mm-hmm. not out there, look at me, look at us, we're going to go take this world by storm. Mm-hmm. He has been very much subdued, quiet confidence, mm-hmm. which is what you want out of your coach. Mm-hmm. You don't want a coach being out there, well, I don't know. Uh, don't get a, don't have too high ex- expectations for us. <laughs> like, Do you believe? <laughs> you don't want that either. So, like, <laughs> hey, hey, we're not that good. I mean, we, <laughs> we got some issues. So you want the coach to be confident. I, I'm hoping that the biggest thing I took away from that Iowa game, Chris, was that they they just passed the ball too damn yeah. much. And I'm hoping, looking back at the box scores, you know, in your head, you're like, do they throw the ball too much all the time? Mm-hmm. They throw the ball more than they used to, but they run a lot more plays than they used to. True. And I would say that for the most part, the extra plays are coming in passes, but they mm-hmm. had been consistently running the ball on average about 40 times a game, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna pass the ball 30, 35, run the ball 40, mm-hmm. 45, okay. You can't throw it 50 and only give the ball to your yeah. running backs 21 times. Yeah, and I hope that's not a case of uh, ego, you know, wanting to win the game how you want to win the game. You know, I want to win by throwing the ball or whatever the case is, which I don't think I don't think that's what he was thinking, but I'm saying that's that's the only way it could be even worse than it already is. 
you just you got to run the ball in the Big Ten. You know, that's that's just is what it is. It's, you're probably going to face one to two, possibly three, just depending on the year, games where it's like, man, the wind's too high. We can't really throw the ball downfield. Yep. You know, the, the, we're snowing everywhere or we're in a plane in a tsunami. We have to run the ball. So you're going to get a couple of those games throughout every year in the Big Ten, and that's where – that's why – Everybody up here kind of focuses on controlling line of scrimmage, you know, dominating, being physical, playing stingy defense, doing all the little details right because you know that there's some games where it's like even if we're the most explosive offense in the country, we might can get in in the end zone twice today through the air at least. Yeah, and like that's – I'm not like at all worried about the future of the program or Mm -hmm. anything like that because it's so early. But here's the bigger thing that I – this could turn out to be, a, I guess, I don't want to say a win for the program, but let's say Braden Locke comes out and looks like a, Brock Purdy. Well, we yeah. have our own Brock Purdy, right? He just has to. I mean, if he can just look like a guy that can help you grind out some football games, yeah. Look like Joel Stavi. Ah, oh, like, hold on now, hold on like, now. But I'm saying Stavi when he got here, like Stavi's okay. first year, he kind of just grind, game managed the way. Mm-hmm. Now then, then Joel got better and better, mm-hmm. and so. But if if Joel's if the Locke, goal. love you, Joel. He has to go. I think he's got the most wins by a quarterback, right? For the Badgers, starting quarterback? I think so. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But it started, how do you get that? You start You start playing games as, yeah. as a freshman. Yeah. Braden's a redshirt freshman. He can come out there, and the Badger coach staff can use this as an excuse mm-hmm. or whatever, even in their own mind. Mm-hmm. All right, we just have to run it now. Yeah. We can't throw it as much. Like Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to trick yourself. Sometimes yeah. you have to lie to yourself, but now you can do it. Oh, we can't run it as much, so... Uh, or we can't throw it as much. We're just going to run it more. Yeah. And this could be an opportunity. So I'm excited about that. We'll talk about Badger football on the other side. We also got Jason Wildy and Throwing Stones coming up a little bit later in the show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.